Welcome to Zichu Daf Simanim. I'm Rabbi Ram Goldar, and today Masechus Babakama Daf Nun Hey, the end of the fifth parak, Shorsh Nagal Chesapara, and the beginning of the sixth parak, Hakones. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, Rabbi Chanina ben Agil asks Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, why does the word Tov, good, only appear in the second version of the Aser Sidibros and not in the first? He replied, Tov. Before you ask me why good is mentioned there, Ask me if good is mentioned there or not, because I do not know. He sent him to Rabbi Tanchum Bar who quoted Shmuel Bar Nachman's answer, because they were destined to be shattered, which Rav Ashi explained would indicate, heaven forbid goodness has ceased from Yisrael. Yeshua said, If one sees the letter Tess in his dream, it's a good sign for him. The Gemara ultimately explains, because the Torah began using the letter Tess for goodness, because its first appearance is when describing light as Tov, Good. Point number two. Rabbi Yirmiyah told Reish Lakish, minim loka. One who mates two species of the sea incurs malchus. Who explained that Exer Shava Liminehu Liminehu teaches to apply climb to sea creatures. Rachava asked, Amanik Shibuta Mahu. One who leads a wagon by means of a goat and a shibuta fish pulling it. What is the halacha? Do we say that since the goat cannot go into the sea and the fish cannot go into dry land, he has not done anything prohibited because they are inherently separate, or since they drew the wagon, he violated the climb prohibition? Ravina challenged the possibility of considering this climb because if so, if one would plant a wheat grain just inside Eretz Yisrael and a barley grain next to it just outside Eretz Yisrael, could he possibly be high for climb? The more response that it's not analogous because outside Eretz Yisrael, climb does not apply whatsoever. Whereas in Rochava's inquiry, both the land and the sea are places of potential climb prohibitions. And point number three, the sixth parak begins, Akonis son Ladir, one who brought a sheep into a shed, and locked the opening before it properly, but it escaped, and damaged someone's property, is patr. If it was not properly locked, he's chayat. A Braitsu defines a proper locking as a door which can withstand a normal wind. This level of protection is considered a shmira pachusa, a lesser guarding. Since the mission is discussing shane and regal, a sheep's damages, for which animals are always muad, Rav Masna says the mission follows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, on Daf Memhe base, that lesser guarding is adequate to exempt oneself from a muad's damages. The Gemara responds that the mission can be unanimous. Shani shane v'regal da'ator mi'at mishmira son. Shane and regal are different because the Torah reduced their required guarding. The Gemara quotes Psukim teaching that the damages of a pit, fire, shane, and regal are all exempt with the shmira pachusa, a basic guarding. Rabbah supports this interpretation of the Mishnah by pointing out that the Masechta has been consistently discussing oxen and here switched to sheep because the ruling only applies to Shane and Regal and not Karen. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Chinin ben Agila asks Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, why does the word Tov, good, only appear in the second version of the Aser Sedibros and not in the first? He replied, Before you ask me why good is mentioned there, Ask me if good is mentioned there or not, because I do not know. He sent him to Rabbi Tanchum Bar who quoted Shmuel Bar Nachman's answer, Because they were destined to be shattered, which Rav Ashi explained would indicate, Heaven forbid goodness has ceased from Yisrael. Yeshua said, If one sees the letter Tess in his dream, it's a good sign for him. The Gemara ultimately explains, Because the Torah began using the letter Tess for goodness, because its first appearance is when describing light as Tov, good. 
Point number two, Rabbi Yirmiya told Rish Lakish, One who mates two species of the sea incurs malchus. We'll explain that Xer Shava Liminehu Liminehu teaches to apply climb to sea creatures. Rachava asked, One who leads a wagon by means of a goat and a shibuta fish pulling it, what is the halacha? Do we say that since the goat cannot go into the sea and the fish cannot go into dry land, he has not done anything prohibited because they are inherently separate, or since they drew the wagon, he violated the climb prohibition? Ravina challenged the possibility of considering this climb because if so, if one would plant a wheat grain just inside Eretz Yisrael and a barley grain next to it just outside Eretz Yisrael, could he possibly be high for climb? The more responds that it's not analogous because outside Eretz Yisrael, climb does not apply whatsoever. Whereas in Rochava's inquiry, both the land and the sea are places of potential climb prohibitions. And point number three, the sixth parak begins, a conus son ladir, one who brought a sheep into a shed, the nalba fanel kabrui, and locked the opening before it properly, but it escaped, and damaged someone's property, is patr. If it was not properly locked, he's chayat. A bright defines a proper locking as a door which can withstand a normal wind. This level of protection is considered a shmira pachusa, a lesser guarding. Since the mission is discussing Shane and Regal, a sheep's damages, for which animals are always muad, Rav Masna says the mission follows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda on Daf base that lesser guarding is adequate to exempt oneself from a muad's damages. The Gemara responds that the mission can be unanimous. Shani Shane Varegal the Torah miyatam b'shmira son. Shane and Regal are different because the Torah reduced their required guarding. The Gemara quotes Psukim teaching that the damages of a pit, fire, Shane and Regal are all exempt with the shmira pachusa, a basic guarding. Rabbah supports this interpretation of the Mishnah by pointing out that the Masechta has been consistently discussing oxen and here switched to sheep because the ruling only applies to Shane and Regal and not Karen. All right, so now we go to our Simon Daphne and Hey, and way back in Masechta's Brachas, we had a Choose the Simon contest where members were offered the opportunity to suggest simanim that would be used for Zichru as we move forward through Shas, and the Sim from Nunhei was suggested to us by Naftali Golombic from Brooklyn, as well as Mordechai Kornbluth from Boston. They both suggested that Nunhei is a speed limit sign of 55. So here goes. The speed limit sign with the word Tov in it, surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshnios, was posted along the road where a man was leading a wagon with a goat and a shibuta fish pulling it. Right next to an enclosure where a sheep that was locked in with a shmir bachusa managed to escape. Once again, it's a motion. The speed limit sign, speed limit sign, that must be on Duff, nun hey, 55. The speed limit sign with the word Tovinet, surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshniyos, which reminds us Rabbi Tanchum Bar Chanilai quoted Shmuel Bar Nachman, who explained the reason why the word Tov is not mentioned in the first Aser Sedibros, because they were destined to be shattered, which Ravashi explained would indicate Chas Vashon Paska Tovim Yisrael, heaven forbid goodness has ceased from Yisrael. Rabbi Yeshua said, If one sees the letter Tess in his dream, it's a good sign for him. The Gemara ultimately explains, because the Torah began using the letter test for goodness, because its first appearance is when describing light as tov, good. So the speed limit sign with the word tov in it, surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshnios, was posted along the road where a man was leading a wagon with a goat and shibuta fish pulling it, which reminds us, Rochafa asks, one who leads a wagon by means of a goat and a shibuta fish pulling it, what is the halacha? Do we say that since the goat cannot go into the sea and the fish cannot go into dry land, he has not done anything prohibited because they are inherently separate and he's not over on climb, 
or since they drew the wagon, he violated the climb prohibition. So the speed limit sign with the word Tovinet surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshnios was posted along the road where a man was leading a wagon with a goat and she put a fish pulling it. Right next to an enclosure where a sheep that was locked in with a Shmir Bachusa managed to escape, which reminds us, the sixth parak begins, Hakonis Tsongladir, one who brought a sheep into a shed, and locked the opening before properly, but it escaped and damaged someone's property, he's putter. If it was not properly locked, he's chayev. A Brisa defines a shmir bachusa, a proper locking as delas a door which can withstand a normal wind. This level of protection is considered shmir bachusa, lesser guarding. So once again, the speed limit sign with the word Tobin, it's surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshnios, was posted along the road where a man was leading a wagon with a goat and shibuta fish pulling it, right next to an enclosure where a sheep that was locked in with the Shmir Bokhusa managed to escape. All right, so now it's time for Four Blabach Hazara. Daphnin Alf. So the Simmer Daphnin Alf is a beaver because beavers gnaw. So here goes. The four Tefach beaver, beaver, that must be run Daphnin Alf. Gnaw. The four tefach beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six tefach boar, which reminds Gemara it's an incident where an ox fell into a ditch which was ten tefach deep. The Gemara clarifies that Rav Nachman agrees that a fall of ten tefach is required, but reason that since an animal's abdomen is four tefach above the ground and the ditch was six tefach deep, it emerges that the animal fell ten tefach into the ditch. The mission which holds the digger responsible for an animal's death only at a depth of ten fachim is where the ox was lying down and rolled into the pit and didn't fall more than the depth of the pit. So the four tefach beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six tefach boar saw his beaver friend fall into a three tefach boar that three different people had dug, which reminds us of Bryce teaches of one dug a pit ten tefachim and another one deepens it to twenty tefachim and a third person deepens it to thirty, they are jointly liable for its damages. So the four tefak beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six tefak boar saw his beaver friend fall into a thirty tefak boar that three different people had dug, that the second partner of the boar fell to cover, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught regarding a boar of two partners that if one passed by it and didn't cover it, then the second one passed by it and didn't cover it, the second person is liable. The Mishnah says, when it becomes the second person's responsibility, and two opinions are given. Number one, he's exempt when he left the second person using the pit, or number two, where he hands over its cover to the second person. The Gemara clarifies that it's a Machokas Tanaim, which centers around Brera. Daphnin Beis, so the Simmer Daphnin Beis, is a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. The newbie to Yiddishkeit, newbie to Yiddishkeit, that must mean we're on Daph. Nun Beis. The newbie to Yiddishkeit, on his way to do a mitzvah, and inform a man that the board that he covered became uncovered, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Kisahu HaRishon, if the first partner of a boar covered it, and the second came and found it uncovered, Hasheni Chayev, the second one is Chayev. The Gemara asks, until when is the first partner exempt? And three opinions are given, one being that Shmuel says, it's until enough time passes for people to inform him the pit is uncovered, even if he did not see it himself. So the new B'ti Yiddishkeit, on his way to do a mitzvah, and inform a man of the boar that he covered, became uncovered, was disturbed when he discovered that the cover was only good for oxen, not camels, when camels occasionally come, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses a case where a cover is strong enough for oxen, but not for camels, which was weakened by camels, and then oxen fell in. So, the newbie to Yiddishkeit, on his way to do a mitzvah, and inform a man that the boar that he covered became uncovered, was disturbed when he discovered that the cover was only good for oxen, not camels, when camels occasionally come, and that it had become 
quite wormy, which reminds us, the question was asked, even where camels are common, but they didn't come, rather became wormy from within, do we say, since he was negligent regarding damaging of the cover by camels, he's also considered negligent regarding it becoming wormy, or or perhaps we don't say, so the similar Daphnun Gimel is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince, that must be on Daf Nun Gimel. The Nigerian prince on tour of Jewish pits was shocked to see a cow fall backwards into a pit from the sound of digging, which reminds us we have Makos of Rabban Shmuel whether one is chayv if an ox falls backwards into a pit due to the sound of digging. Rav says he's not, since it died from the impact, not from the hevel, the foul air. Shmuel says he is chai because one is chai mishum hevel for the foul air and all the more so for the impact. So the Nigerian prince on tour of Jewish pits was shocked to see a cow was shocked to see a cow fall backwards into a pit from the sound of digging, just as an ox was pushing another ox into the same pit, making the ox and pit owners each pay half, which reminds us, Abraisa teaches that if an ox pushed another into a pit, the Rabban say the ox's owner is high, but the pit's owner is putter, since it was pushed into the pit. Rabbanasin says the ox's owner pays half, and the pit's owner pays the other half, because he holds Wherever it's impossible to collect pain from one damaging party, he can collect from the other. He considers the pit's owner chayv, although the animal is pushed in, and must pay for any amount not covered by the ox's owner. So the Nigerian prince on tour of Jewish pits was shocked to see a cow, was shocked to see a cow fall backwards into a pit from the sound of digging, just as an ox was pushing another ox into the same pit, making the ox and pit owners each pay a half, while man and ox together pushed the person into another pit, which reminds us, Rav has said, If an ox and a person push someone or something into a pit, when you regarding damages to a person or animal, they are all high because he follows Rabbi Nassim that a pit's owner is responsible even where a victim is pushed into his bore. Only the person is liable for Daladvarim, the four payments, added for a person harming another person, as well as the Mevlados. Only the ox's owner is liable for Kofra and the Thirishkalim, paid for killing a slave. Dafnun Dalad. So the similar Dafnun Dalad is noodles, and we often use a pasta chef. So here goes. The pasta chef who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for ceramic noodle balls. Noodle balls? Pasta chef? That must be on Daf Nun Dalad. The pasta chef who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for his ceramic noodle balls that broke when his donkey fell into a pit while carrying them, which reminds us the Mishnah on Daf Nun Beis Amun Alaf taught that if Kaling fell into a boar and broke, the boar's owner is punter. This disagrees with Rabbi Yehuda, who holds one is high for Kaling damage in a boar. The Rabban Darshan Vinafal Shama Shor or Chamor and an ox or donkey shall fall into a teaching, short below Adam, he's high for an ox, but not a person, chamor below kalim, and for a donkey, not for kalim. Reviewed the extra word O to include liability for kalim. So, the pasta chef, who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for ceramic noodle bowls, that broke when his donkey fell into a pit while carrying them, also saw his short piquet about to fall in, who should have been careful examining the path, which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa, if a short piquet, an intelligent ox, fell into the pit, the owner of the boar is putter. Rav explains the reason, because the ox should have examined its path as it walked, and its falling into the boar is not considered the negligence of the pit's owner. So the pasta chef, who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for ceramic noodle bowls that broke when his donkey fell into a pit, while carrying them, also saw his short bikeh about to fall in, who should have been careful examining the path, instead of being engrossed in a safer about the eight halachos that apply 
to all animals and fowl, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Echad Echad The same didn't apply whether it's an ox or any animal regarding eight halachos, and it also applies to birds and wild animals. The Torah wrote specific animals in these places, Shadibra Kasabahova, because the Torah spoke about common cases. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which step to discuss when a bore of two partners becomes the second partner's responsibility? That's on Duff. None of. Good number two. Which step to learn if the first partner of a bore covered the bore and then the second partner found it uncovered? Until when is the first partner exempt? That's on Duff. None base. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn why Tova only appears in the second version of the Aserah Bros and the meaning of seeing a test in a dream? That's on Duff. None hey. Good number four. Which stuff do we have is whether an owner of a boar has to pay if a cow falls in backwards from the sound of digging? That's on Duff. None gimel. Good number five. Which stuff do we discuss a climb of sea creatures and a wagon pulled together by a goat and a fish? That's on Duff. None hey. Good number six. Which stuff do you discuss whether a Gyorus married to a Ger that died receives Demevlados for an injury that occurred after his passing? That's on Duff. Memtas. Good number seven. Which stuff do you discuss if Bor's libel, Mishum Hevlo or Chavato, its foul air, or from the impact? That's on Duff. None. Good number eight. Which stuff do you discuss what to do with the Mashkun of a Ger? That's on Duff. Memtask. Good number nine. Which stuff do we discuss? What is considered Shmir Bahusa, the requisite Shmira for Shane Varego? That's on Duff. None hey. Good number ten. Which stuff do you know is about killing damages in a boar? That's on Duff. None Dalit. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is everybody. Ram Goldhar from Zihu wishing you a great day and great learning.